We all own ETFs and mutual funds inside of our portfolios, but do you really know what's inside of them? We can cover this and more in Research by Potomac. Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted? Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Who Charted, the most exciting six minutes in markets. Uh, this is Dan Russo, the Director of Research at Potomac. With me, as always, is Drew Wells. We are the team at Research by Potomac. You know the rules, six charts, six minutes. Drew, what'd you bring to the table today? All right, if you follow our work, you know that we're obviously pretty big fans of intermarket analysis. We dedicate a note to that uh, every week, actually. And um, this is a ratio of quality stocks relative to microcap stocks, right? So quality stocks speak to risk off within the equity marketplace. Microcaps, obviously, being small market cap companies uh, on publicly listed exchanges, obviously very risk on. So, you know, interesting to see this ratio breakout retest and show some uh, show some strength here as the equity markets continue to sell off. It's unsurprising. Uh, we like to take a look at a lot of different relationships within the equity market. You've all seen the low vol ratio that we've shown stocks to bonds you know, uh, and so on. So this is a really interesting one that doesn't get enough attention, I think. Uh, we covered this in previous episodes. Trading above the breakout level, rising 50-day moving average of the ratio. Take a look at momentum holding in a uh, bullish regime there. It's interesting to see that it didn't get overbought, but we're watching for that closely. All right, let's talk about volatility in the marketplace. A lot of times people like to point out that volatility is increasing by looking at things like the VIX or looking at the number of 1% days uh, in the market over a given period of time. I don't really like the 1% days because 1% is kind of an arbitrary number that somebody pulled out of their hat one day and said, hey, look, this is probably a good threshold. I like to use ATR or average true range. Uh, basically takes into account the true range of a stock over a given look back period, the average range of the stock over a look back period that includes gap. So true sense of volatility. And it doesn't matter what way we look at it, 21 days, 63 days, or 126 days. So one month, three months, six months, they are all rising, right? So this is kind of a way of getting a sense of the environment that we're in. We are in an environment where volatility is uh, elevated and continuing to move higher, right? Makes sense that you would see risk off behavior on the part of investors in that environment. So ATR, something to keep an eye on. Dan alluded to uh, the high vol environment that we're in. Obviously, uh, this is something we've written a lot about, focusing on relative strength in this environment, finding essentially what is less bad. Uh, you know, the reality is most investors have to stay invested, so we focus on relative strength a lot. Uh, take a look at this chart of value. I think a lot of people kind of feel like they missed the boat on value. The chart itself actually looks like crap, trading you know in sideways consolidation, below 50-day moving average. Have some degree of support right there, right around 154 and a half, we'll call it. Um, but take a look relative to the S&P 500, breaking out again above a rising 50-day moving average of the ratio after consolidating uh, mid to late March into May this month. So, you know, I think a lot of these trends that people feel like they missed out on in the last, you know, six to 12 months or so uh, could end up having some legs and, and persisting into the future a little bit, but it's something to keep an eye on. 
All right. Um, as volatility has picked up, and if people have gotten more defensive in the marketplace, um, we've pounded the table on this for a long time. Uh, so at the risk of kind of beating a dead horse here, uh, no animals were harmed in the making of this video. Uh, bonds are not helping you out. The iShares Core US Aggregate Bond ETF, so kind of a proxy for the overall bond market, is just continues to cascade through the downside, recently breaking uh, through the 2011 and 2018 lows, and it's accelerating. Take a look at the six-month slope at the bottom of the screen, actually picking up speed uh, as it moves down the hill. So in an environment where stocks are under pressure, normally you would expect bonds to help out. They are not helping out in this regard. I think this is a major shift playing out in the market, something we've been talking about, something you're going to hear us talk a lot about, a lot more about, and something that is just not on enough people's radar screens at this point. All right. Interesting uh, with fixed income. You know, a lot of people have been conditioned, I think, to trade growth based upon uh, the direction of interest rates. Obviously, you know, we've seen that relationship certainly play out, you know, over the last year and a half or so. Take a look at growth here. This is the IWF breaking down below that 244-ish uh, support level right there and now uh, new resistance. Um, you know, again, this has been a pretty clear downtrend. I think one of the risks, uh, you know, for, for growth investors you know, is that this persistent, you know, uh, rise in interest rates continues to uh, continues to pound the space. But, you know, with bonds uh, becoming, you know, potentially oversold, you know, these little bounces have drawn in the growth bulls each and every single time. And unfortunately for them, they've gotten uh, they've gotten hammered over the last six to 12 months or so. Take a look at relative to the S&P 500. It's basically the opposite of what you're seeing with value, right? We're seeing value break out of consolidation to the upside. You're seeing growth break down relative to the S&P 500 below uh, the 50-day moving average ratio. All right, take a look here. Talk about uh, risk appetite in the marketplace. Triple uh, C bonds or below option adjusted spread, right? So this is credit spreads. When you hear people talk about credit spreads widening or narrowing, uh, this is essentially what we're paying attention to. And you can see that we have made the turn higher. The green line is a 252-day moving average. Now, this is not optimized as any kind of trading strategy. Uh, at this point, it's more of a graphic representation that we are seeing spreads widen. The one-year or 252-day moving average is beginning to curl higher. Now, these cycles tend to last a long time. You can see previous cycles where we've spiked. Uh, what should immediately jump out at you is that if we are in kind of another cycle, uh, we're not even close to a top yet. Uh, and we are only kind of in the beginning stages of rounding higher and the moving average is rounding higher as well. So uh, we've been writing a lot about risk off in the marketplace. And this is another example of that. So that's everything I have for today. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. If you want to help us out, like and subscribe uh, on the video if you, for, the, for more content. And uh, we'll see you in the next video. We'll see you next time, everyone. Be well. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.